0: But I'm really proud of you for kind of conquering your hey, fears like that.
1: Yeah, a lot of your friends are going to listen to this episode and think I'm some kind of doofus. <laughs> Who is this weirdo asking all these weird horse questions? It's stuff I always think about, though. Mm-hmm. It's um, the things
0: that keep you awake at night, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> Dude, Getting
1: kicked by a horse is very low on my bucket list.
0: So we know you will never, <laughs> ever play bull poker. Nope. And mm-hmm. probably never, ever walk behind a horse ever again.
1: Couldn't pay me enough. Nope. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to another episode of The Backroads and Bonfires Podcast. A very, very special episode today with a first-time guest, and it is a she. You are our first-ever female guest, and let me uh, do a little introduction here for you. She is a former high school and collegiate basketball superstar, uh, let's see here. She competed and coached at one of America's top rodeo programs, and she is a lover of chicken and cheese fajitas. Mm-hmm. How was that intro? Pretty and if baller. you if you don't know by now, it is Miss Michael Barnes, Miss Rodeo, Iowa, 2023. I am in the presence of royalty here <laughs> on the Backroads <laughs> and Bonfires podcast, and it's very exciting. Um I appreciate you taking time to do this how you doing how you doing Micah
0: I'm good thanks for having me
1: yes right on well I've known Micah for I haven't known you for a long time I guess but um become friends with you your family Mm -hmm. and since you're such a big deal now in the rodeo industry (laughs) I said well we got to get her on the pod we got to talk and uh do a little build up to the Miss America Mm -hmm. contest coming up but we'll talk about that a little bit later um so, how was the intro, by the way? It is pretty chicken good. and cheese fajitas, right?
0: I mean, it's, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> okay. I,
1: I know it's not all the veggies and stuff like that. that no I veggies. Like. Um, so you are you're from a long line of would it be, a long lineage of rodeo people, your grandparents, uh, your family's in the rodeo. So just tell me about your upbringing, your rodeo life with your family, maybe your grandparents' influence either on you because of their influence on the sport, just mm-hmm. uh,
0: just take it away. Your upbringing and your rodeo
1: life and, and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, so in 1950, my grandpa started Barnes PRCA Rodeo. Him and my great-aunt, uh, they both competed, oh. but grandpa kind of wanted to go more. He wanted to bring pageantry to the Midwest. Okay. So he started the rodeo company. Dad has since taken it over. And they produce a lot of rodeos throughout the Midwest, but also into parts of the West and the Southwest, even in Perry, Georgia, which is really nice to go there in February. Yeah,
2: (laughs) It's not so fun being here in February.
0: (laughs) But I've grown up rodeoing. I started out in the junior high association here in Iowa and into the high school association. I really wasn't too competitive Mm -hmm. because most of our focus was around professional rodeos. But also when I got into high school, I played sports all the time. And dad, mom and dad are both very adamant, you know, this is a team sport and you're not going to let down your team. Mm-hmm. And thankfully for that, because I got a scholarship to play basketball, which is yeah. really handy. But uh, when I was at college, I kind of took a step away from rodeo and kind of missed it a whole lot. So I went back to it at BV and started their program by accident. Really, it just started out with the first year I independent rodeoed. I got it felt like I was going bankrupt. I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> but I was like, this is way too expensive. <laughs> I learned second year, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start to fundraise. So I went into Miss Suzette Radke at BV and I said, would it be possible for me to start fundraising, like selling t-shirts, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, why don't we make this uh, actual team? And I was like, whoa, okay. So we started a team. My sister joined my senior year. Um, then COVID unfortunately hit, cutting mm-hmm. rodeo season short. And at that point, I was kind of looking at pursuing a doctorate. In medicine but i wasn't ready to say goodbye to rodeo so i pursued a master's degree at cal poly where i got my master's in agriculture and education while competing for the mustangs and coaching with ben londo whose father ned londo actually used to ride bucking horses and him and one of our horses crystal springs with the 1977 bucking horse of the year actually held an arena record for 20 some years so that was pretty cool to have that moment come full swing
1: yeah that's awesome
0: and then I graduated 2021. I took 24 credits my first semester there. I didn't really know that you were, weren't supposed to do that as a master's that is student, but
1: the complete opposite of what I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it was what else do you do in California during That's COVID? True. Right? You just study. You study <laughs> exactly. homework. That's it. All I really did was practice and study, and I got done with school. And I was like, "Well, now what do I do?" Yeah. So I became a substitute teacher and an aide in Strum Lake and here in Alta And I have a PRCA card, which allows Mm -hmm. me to flank the bucking stock. I untie calves. I pull barrier. I say I'm basically free labor for my father. (laughs) (laughs) And I have my WPRA card, which is the Women's Professional Rodeo Association, and I compete in the breakaway. Yeah. This year in our Great Lakes circuit, I finished top 12 in all permit standings, which I was pretty excited about because I didn't get to go to a lot of rodeos to compete because I was Miss Rodeo Iowa. Mm Mm-hmm. But back in 2022 was probably my greatest accomplishment. I qualified for the American, which is a million dollar rodeo. Sadly, obviously sitting here, I did not win, but <laughs> <laughs> it was still a really great experience. And yeah, I'm excited to see where the sport goes in the future.
1: That's awesome, man. You so you said um, so. Okay, so what did you compete in again? What's it called?
0: I'm a breakaway roper. Yeah, right
1: breakaway. Now. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's when you just come flying out the gates right on the horse. Yes. How? young i get. how young were you when you started hopping on horses and slowly like i mean building up to that is it, there's got to be a certain age where your parents are probably like we're all, we're comfortable with mm-hmm. her now taking off on <laughs> a horse that's 10 times the size of her
0: i i think i like to tell people that i was riding before i was born there's pictures of my mom pregnant carrying yeah. the flag with me but it was meant to be exactly uh i was told that as soon as i could sit up by myself i was allowed to ride So I don't know when it started by myself. I remember riding bareback one time and trotting for the first time and loping for the first time Mm -hmm. when nobody's around and I kept that secret because I thought that was a big (laughs) (laughs) no-no. But I didn't start actually roping until my senior year of high school just because I was riding pickup horses or whatever Mm -hmm. horses we could catch. And I remember in junior high, I really wanted to rope, Mm -hmm. but not having that horse. So I did a lot of groundwork. So basically it's the same thing as if you want to be good at basketball, you do a lot of one-on-one time in the gym. Same concept for roping. I spent yeah. a lot of time roping the dummy and got to high school and I remember my first rodeo, dad had entered me and didn't tell me it was in Moville, Iowa at the high school rodeo. And he had said, I was riding my mom's horse showboat, which he was a godsend. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, oh my gosh, I'm in the roping, blah, blah, And dad's like, yeah, like, if you touch your calf with the rope, I'll buy you a slice of pizza. Because as you can tell, I'm very food motivated. <laughs> so that was my motivation. And I went out and I actually caught. Granted, it was like, 24 seconds long it was not a pretty run but it was a catch so i got a full pizza
1: better than nothing Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, but in breakaway roping it really does come down to horsepower Uh, when i got my horse vegas the one that helped me get to the american and helped me win college rodeos and Mm -hmm. professional rodeos i wouldn't be the roper i am without him he was just amazing you know you can rope as good as you want but if you don't have a horse that's willing to put you there and putting in that extra effort and then that heart it's not going to get you anywhere
2: yeah
1: yeah that's uh it's a good segue i wanted to touch on that the horse as okay so I've heard people make this argument before that the greatest athlete of all time is Seabiscuit I don't know if you've ever heard that take before you've heard I've heard people like actually argue about it on sports Mm -hmm. shows so you and the horse together how do you I guess so your grandparents get into this way back in the day how can you how do you train a horse to become like a rodeo horse how do you tell like the little differences maybe in one versus another, if they're going to be really good at it, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so foreign to me.
0: (laughs) So the bucking horses are basically like any other horse. They're kind of bred to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. our barrel horses or, you know, the race horses, they all come from a deep lineage like your athletes. Mm -hmm. And when we're in the rodeo business, you're looking at stock that can buck both ends. You're looking for a great sire and a great mare that will hopefully give you good offspring. You know, Crystal Springs, when she was a bucking horse the year in 1977, she was amazing. But all of her offspring, like her sons and daughters, dad says they were not good bucking horses. Mm-hmm. But her grand, grandchildren, or whatever you want to call them, they were outstanding.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's kind of just hoping and praying that you put one good horse with another good horse. But, you know, you look at uh, Secretariat,
2: mm-hmm.
0: who had an outstanding father and the mom. Did you hear that story on how that whole breeding situation went down?
1: I think I have, but you might want to refresh me. And our listeners.
0: Back in the day, they had these two farms, and one farm owned two mares, and one farm owned a stud, and they would flip. They'd breed both mares, and you'd flip, and whoever won the coin toss got to pick which mare they would have the baby with. Okay. And so uh, they flipped, and the... um, Oh, my goodness. What's her name? I forget her name now. But she didn't win the coin flip, but she Mm -hmm. got the horse she wanted, because one mare was young and fast and beautiful, and the other mare was older but had great stamina wasn't really quick Mm -hmm. but had great stamina and then you get that you know crazy byproduct that secretariat who was Mm -hmm. faster than all get out, with the stamina you see that in horses you Mm -hmm. either have really fast horses you have a horse with stamina and a lot of heart and he was just the mixture of both Hmm. so you kind of you kind of pick and choose what you want by the end of the day you can never fully guarantee what you're gonna have yeah you can ask people when they look at me and they kind of pick at the horses I ride. They say they can't really tell the difference between my rope horses and the bucking horses because mine have a little bit of wild in their eyes too. But <laughs> my horses, I like to see um, good bone structure. You know, I want them to look like athletes, but above all else, they have that spark in their eye. They have that big heart that they want to compete. They want yeah. to be successful because you can't you can't breed that. You can't teach that.
1: Yeah, it's so it's so fascinating to me, especially like when like the Kentucky Derby and horse races roll around, I'll like see articles posted and I'll go down such a rabbit hole when they're doing okay. like stories on these horses and their lineage all the way back to when, and like there's a guy who lives in Ankeny now who's like a big uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: horse breeder or owner. I don't know. I, I'm probably not saying the right thing.
2: So.
0: <laughs> no, you're, you're good. But,
1: uh, but, and so I was reading all about him leading up to the Derby cause he had so much success and it's just, it's such a fascinating industry to me mm-hmm. because you see when horses have, success than like everyone wants there to be in their fertility mm-hmm. program or whatever it's just i don't know. it's a fascinating life to me
0: they just <laughs> finished the 2023 season so we're seeing our nfr qualifiers which is the super bowl of rodeo but mm-hmm. i just saw today that there's one stud who has seven babies going to the nfr this year out of 15 oh my so gosh. that's pretty incredible
1: Jeez, yeah. that's wild <laughs> yeah that shows that shows mm-hmm. why it's so valuable mm-hmm. when you have a good one man That is awesome. Um, All right. So have you always dreamed, did you grow up saying, someday I want to be Miss Rodeo Iowa, I want to represent our state and be an ambassador for this, or was it something that just kind of came along in the last few years or something you've always thought about?
0: Growing up, we've always been around the Rodeo Queens because they've been in our rodeos. I remember when I was really little, really like... Way little, Mary and I would play Miss Rodeo Iowa, Miss Rodeo America. Nice, which basically meant we, whatever play <laughs> horse we were on, we would take a lap, and I would introduce her as Miss Rodeo Iowa, Mary Barnes. She would finish her little lap of wave, little lap of waving, come back and introduce me as Miss Rodeo America, <laughs> and then we would switch. to I'd be Iowa, she'd be America, and I mean we didn't really understand what we were doing. We just had witnessed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I kind of grew up more and I didn't really see myself as a rodeo queen strictly because I did not know how to do hair and makeup and I was not willing to learn for the longest time um but you know God kind of sees our plans and he laughs you know and I after I graduated I was fully set I'm like I'm going to buy my permit I'm going to make circuit finals and the end goal is to you know make the NFR and the breakaway roping and I thought I had the horse that was going to get me pretty close and, you know, he got sick and unfortunately he passed on and I was pretty lost. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. You know, I had this plan. I was set. I knew like X, Y, Z. Now I don't know what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. someone had kind of made the comment, well, you have all this knowledge. Isn't it kind of a waste if you don't promote the sport you love?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was really humble. And I was like, yeah. well, I guess if you say it that way. Yeah. And now I'm kind of pretty excited that I did. I'm really thankful for the opportunities I've been yeah. given and just – trying to make the world a little better place.
1: Yeah, you bet. Well, um, in the short time I've got to know you, I think you're exceeding at that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I while you were talking, I thought of something. You, you're you talking about how you didn't know hair and makeup and all that stuff, and it mm-hmm. made me think how you are You're out there. Okay, so I went to your – was it your coronation yes. ceremony? Okay, so I was there, and two guys that have been really close to you your whole life were emceeing it. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how you're out there kicking butt with the guys actually (laughs) on the horses, riding, competing, Mm -hmm. and then here you are all dolled up and looking fancy in your stuff. Is it common for the people that are running for Miss Rodeo of their state or for America to also be involved in actually doing rodeo, or is that pretty uncommon what you're doing?
0: You'll see some girls who will be barrel racers or some who grew up rodeoing or, you know, some have grown up being rodeo queens their whole life. Mm Mm-hmm. They, I was told that I'm the very first queen to hold a WPRA and PRCA card while being a title holder. So dad made a joke when I won. He's like, well, you could be the first state queen to flank at the NFR. So yeah, okay, we'll see about
1: that. Hey, we got to make it happen.
0: <laughs> we'll see.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be awesome.
0: But yeah, It's just that's kind of what this year was about. Um, a lot of my friends, I'm like, you're Miss Radio, Iowa? And I'm like, yeah. And they say, I never would have paid you as a rodeo queen, you know, because they've known me as a competitor and they know me as a flank person. And that was kind of what this year was about, was showing that you didn't have to be one-dimensional. If you wanted to go out and flank rough stock and, you know, be one of the boys and be a competitor, you can, Mm -hmm. while also still being a great representative for our sport.
1: Yeah. um, You kind of answered it for me, but was there – when people hear, like, the Barnes name that are in the rodeo industry, most people probably know your family and who they are. Mm -hmm. Was it – were you worried that some people might think it was a little weird that you were running for this, or were people like, "Oh man, this is awesome!" Like Mike is doing this because a lot of them probably know you. Or were, were you concerned that people might think it was a little different because you're such a big name in the industry?
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm a big name. I'm just right. I, maybe the family may, is. Yeah, I, I mean, sometimes it feels like I have big shoes to fill. But sure, I know the first time I when I went out to Las Vegas last year to be lady in waiting, I remember one girl. um, told me she's like oh you're the stock contractor's daughter and i was like oh no i'm just micah and <laughs> she was i was kind of like a little thrown apart i'm like well how do you know that yeah. she's like i facebook searched you before i met you <laughs> and i was like oh she was like well don't you think it's an unfair advantage
2: oh lordy and i kind
0: of sat there and i was like took everything i mean not because i was honestly just gonna be like don't you think it's an unfair advantage that you've been a rodeo queen forever you yeah. know because i was like shoot i don't know the first thing about being a rodeo queen exactly. i i understand rodeo but that's been kind of a challenge this year is just, you know, how do you navigate those waters? You know, you don't want to be out there like, look at me, look at me, because mm-hmm. that's not that's not what our job is as Rodeo Queens. We're supposed to be promoting rodeo, promoting mm-hmm. the different aspects and gaining fans. And so for me, I didn't really have a problem with being in the background. I never really wanted the glory to be on me. My platform has always been Be the Light, coming from Matthew 5, 16, which is let your light shine so that others will mm-hmm. see your good deeds and give glory to your Father.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was – you know the main driving point was i wanted the glory to go to god and then a rodeo and if anything came after that then sure i'll take a little bit but i didn't i was like i don't need any of it Mm -hmm. but you know it's just kind of blazing your own trail leaving a positive example and if you can't really choose how other people are going to be like how they're gonna have seen you Mm -hmm. you know you can leave a positive impact you can try your best to be a good person but I learned when I was at Cal Poly, Coach Lando gave us a class. uh, It was about egos. Mm -hmm. And we all have egos. And it's not a bad thing. You know, some, we tend as a a society to think, you know, ego is so bad. But really, ego is inside of us. We all have one. It's just, do you have a positive ego or do you have a negative ego? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And a lot of time, if somebody has a problem with you and they don't like you, even if you've done all these good things, it's because there's (laughs) something inside of them that they're kind of fighting. So you can't take that personally.
1: Yeah. I would like you keep answering some of my things I have already written down I, don't, oh. I think we think <laughs> a lot we think a lot of like I want to touch on what you said I have written down here uh, I know be the light is kind of your motto mm-hmm. and you touched on it and I think so we both have a faith in Christ our you know we have a relationship with him and um be the light like is it something where having that faith probably helps you a little bit in this process like you know what? I'm going to do everything I can, but ultimately at the end of all this and this journey, it's in God's hands. I'm going to do the best I can with the talents and the knowledge he's given me, and I'm sure that's got to help you out a little bit and make you feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. as you're going through all this process, and I'm sure there's times that are super stressful and times that you're worn down, but at the end of it all, having that faith and that belief probably has to help you out a little bit with all this, I would assume.
0: Yeah, so rodeo is really special in the fact that we pray before every performance. You know, it doesn't matter if it's big or small. That's awesome. We're very patriotic and we're very faith based. Mm -hmm. But more than that is, you know, surrounding yourself with those positive interactions, with those people who are going to build you up, not tear you down. Mm -hmm. Miss Rodeo America 2023 this year, Candy Riggs, is amazing at that. She has a very great relationship with Christ and she's very honest and open about it. So sometimes, like, if I feel like I'm struggling, I just am like, hey, Ken, can we talk? And she's like, hey, girl, what's up? You know, <laughs> just she's she's been a great person. Uh, I remember this year when we went to Cheyenne, we had Cowboy Church that first section. And I was like, hey, does anybody want to go with me to Cowboy Church? You know, rodeos, they're really good about playing on churches on Sundays, because when you're on the road, a lot of the days of the year, you can't go to your regular church. So they yeah. give you an option. But Cheyenne was really special to me because I got to take some girls there and while we were there, I was just kind of flipping through my Bible. I didn't really think anything of it. You know, I thought, you know, you go to church, you do this, you do that. That's just how your Sundays are. And I had some girls who were like, hey, can you kind of teach me how to read the Bible? You mm, know, that's awesome. how do you find like, for instance, they brought my, Matthew 5, 16. They're like, so how do I find that in here? And so it was really unique because I got to explain like Matthew's the book, chapter 5, verse 16. And I got to go through that. And I got to see some of these girls throughout the year growing their faith. And so I remember I told Kennedy, you know, I was like, for a while there, I was thinking to myself, how, like, what is my goal as Miss Roddy Iowa? Why am I here? Because for a while, it didn't feel like I'm like, I don't think I'm doing a good job at this. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, why did God put me here? This, yeah. he should have picked somebody else. And then I told Ken, mm-hmm. I said, you know, when I got to Cheyenne, I got to teach those girls how to read the Bible. And I've got to see so many girls grow in their faith. It just is like okay, I understand now. Mm-hmm. Like this this is why I'm here is to grow the following.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That fires me up. That's why you <laughs> should win right there. Oh boy. I'm sure there's other girls that have the same mindset, but mm-hmm. I think you should win. <laughs> nice. Um all right. So uh I, I you talked about like being an ambassador for this is Rodeo. I guess like where's Rodeo now compared to, you know, where it was back in the 70s and 80s and stuff when your grandparents were doing it. Is it still, has it grown a lot since then? Is oh, it absolutely. kind of in the same spot or, you know, what is the state of rodeo right now, I guess?
0: It's definitely growing. I think the agriculture way of life is kind of dwindling. Okay. But thankfully there's shows like Yellowstone who may or may not depict what it really is like to live in Western life, but mm-hmm. it's growing fans, you know people are going out and they're buying cowboy hats. They're going, they're buying the tickets to go to rodeos to see this, to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And there's way more rodeos now than there ever was. And the money, oh my gosh, there's so many cowboys and cowgirls this year who have broken records and about winning money. And Mm -hmm. Stetson Wright, I think he's like 22, 23 and he's already a million dollar cowboy. That's
2: awesome. And
0: it's just incredible to see what used to be considered high dollar and high performance athletes to now seeing these cowboys because back then it was mostly oh yeah i'm gonna go get on this steer i'm gonna get on this bull why not and now the athletes themselves it's kind of changed from rodeo cowboys to rodeo athletes so you'll see a lot of these guys basically doing a warm-up it's just like you know your regular baseball or basketball Mm. they they have their own special warm-ups they have workouts that they do before and after rodeos that we have Justin sports medicine team which is trainers and you know they're really careful about what they put in their bodies because like every other athlete their body is a temple their body's a machine if they aren't in tip-top shape somebody else is mm-hmm. so it's really grown um, it's grown a lot mentally for other for individuals you can't just go to four rodeos anymore and qualify for the nfr yeah you kind of have to be rodeoing all year and doing well you can't just win a couple but it's it's been incredible to see how much it's grown in to see what it's going to be like next year, and yeah. years prior.
1: Is there a lot of um, companies out there that are willing? Spot. I mean, they have to. People have to pay for their own travel mm-hmm. and expenses along the road. And I know, I mean, you know, there's probably a chance you make some good money that can help you get from city to city. But is there a lot of companies out there that are willing to sponsor people and help out to make travel a little easier on people, or is that is it a pretty tough way of life?
0: I mean, it's pretty tough. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely sponsors. You know, your top percentage of competitors are going to have sponsors like Resistall or different hat companies and your Wrangler jeans and your rope sponsors. But a lot of those are kind of Mm in-kind sponsors. So they give you product for your year.
2: Ah, gotcha.
0: But unlike other sports, rodeo is you don't get paid. You're not guaranteed to be paid all the Mm -hmm. time. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to win in order to get money and you Mm -hmm. have to have that money in order to qualify and to keep competing it's not like Mm -hmm. tom brady you know (laughs) where he gets paid no matter what happens Mm -hmm. if you don't ride or you don't rope you don't get paid you there's no promises that you get to keep going up and down the road yeah so definitely you have to have that strong back and you have to have a good faith you have to have a good support system that's willing to help you out yeah and just you have to be really smart about where you enter up most of the time (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, and it's you know it's it's it's, uh, it's similar to other professional sports in the fact that, you know, the saying the cream rides to the top, you mm-hmm. know, there's going to be some that just end up being better than others. But it's different in that mm-hmm. in if you're in the NBA, NFL, there's guaranteed minimums of money you make and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas here it's like, well, I love this. It's my passion. So I'm going to go chase this sport down and see if I can make a life of it. And uh, there's no guarantees where you have a little bit more, I feel like, guarantee in other sports. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's got to make it a lot tougher on those guys. But if it's what you love, right?
0: What other sport do you pay to play, right? Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. To go out there and get beat up and potentially Mm -hmm. stomped on and whatnot. Oh, that reminds me of something. I saw a video like a month ago and I've seen this a bunch of times. I've been to rodeos. Um, You got to tell me, I'm not a huge fan of the people playing cards oh in the goodness. arena and getting smoked. <laughs> what? What's the people's view? What's people in rodeo's viewpoint on this? Because you see, oh man, you see some people get mm-hmm. hurt bad, mm-hmm. like real bad. I saw a video like a month ago and it like almost made me queasy
2: yeah.
1: of this bull, what this did to this person. And I hate it.
0: Mm-hmm. What do
1: people in rodeo think about that?
0: Well, normally the people who are playing those poker games are from the, or fa- the fans from the seating. Yeah. And so, Personally, I've never seen it in person, mm-hmm. but I've se- I know friends who have seen it, and everybody's just like, man, they're they're not the smartest. Oh, no,
1: it's <laughs> so, horrible.
0: I don't. I'm sure there are some people who are, you know, they like the adrenaline of it, but I don't mm. think you could pay me enough money to do that.
1: Yeah, no way. And I don't think I raise. I I'm a cattle farmer. Mm-hmm. I understand very clearly how powerful these animals mm-hmm. are. Like they just. Even, like, our, my bulls are, like, super friendly. I'll, like, go to scratch them on the head, and they'll get a little playful, and they'll hit me and just, like, knock me four feet. Mm-hmm. Not even trying, like, and so I think you and I have the understanding of don't mess with these animals. Absolutely. They're crazy powerful, and I think sometimes these people get in there thinking they might be invincible, but yeah. oh, boy. I don't like watching it. It I bothers will, me.
0: I will say everybody's normally scared of the bulls, but you haven't seen scary until you've seen the mama cows. <laughs> the oh. rodeo cows are a little sketchy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. I've had a, I've had a tango or two over the years mm-hmm. with, a, with a very protective mother cow. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that, that while we're talking animals and violence, uh, <laughs> something uh, that maybe makes me cringe more than anything in the world when I see a video is someone – behind a horse Mm -hmm. oh dude when i get like butterflies and i like have to close my eyes or look away because i've i've been kicked by a horse before Mm -hmm. i've seen it happen to other friends like man i get i get just like so freaked out when i see someone behind a horse and i'm like screaming at my phone like move what are you doing you're gonna Mm -hmm. get kicked!" And oh man horse kicks are violent yes they are brutal which i'm sure you've experienced maybe a time or two
0: I remember my grandma had two ponies, Austin and Honey, and Honey was the sweetest little mare. But of course, that was the one my sister liked, so Uh I had Henri Austin. (laughs) And I remember we were playing in her yard one time, and we were taught, you know, don't walk behind horses. Uh But if you have to, you want to walk right by their butt, because you're not going to get kicked there. You're going to get kicked when their legs come out. Yep. And I must not have been paying attention. I got double barrel kicked in the back of the legs by Austin, and it dropped me but I I didn't cry because I was so scared that I was going to get in trouble for walking behind this horse and not paying attention. (laughs) So I was just sitting on her front porch, just like, nobody look at me, nobody look at me. She's (laughs) going to know I got kicked.
1: (laughs) I I used to go trail riding with some friends. And I remember the day before we left for a trail ride, I'm in the barn and I'm helping just do some last minute stuff on the horse. And we're like brushing them off. And Uh, The guy who owned the horses, he's like, he was walking back and forth behind them. When he'd go behind them, he'd say, whoa. Mm -hmm. And then he never worried about it. And I was like, I asked him, I said, are you scared they might just see something out of their eye and get spooked and kick? And he's like, no, if you say, whoa, and you know they're back there. And so Mm -hmm. he said, you can do it. And I reluctantly did it. I was terrified. (laughs) But I walked behind him and I was like, whoa. And sure enough, Mm -hmm. they never ever kicked me. So maybe you can train them to like hear Mm -hmm. that calming voice or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: They're not very aggressive animals they are not going to go out of their way to hurt Mm -hmm. you if most of the time it's if they if you did something to scare them like you said so if you just kind of talk to them let them know that you're there and they're usually pretty chill about it but i'm really proud of you for kind of conquering your fears like that
1: yeah a lot of your friends are going to listen to this episode and think i'm some kind of doofus (laughs) who is this weirdo asking all these weird horse questions it's stuff i always think about though
0: Mm -hmm. It's the um, things that keep you awake at night, right? Yeah, right, Dude, <laughs> Getting
1: kicked by a horse is very low on my bucket list.
0: So we know you will never, <laughs> ever play bull poker.
1: Nope. And mm-hmm. probably
0: never, ever walk behind a horse ever again.
1: Couldn't pay me enough. Nope. <laughs> All right. Um, are you close friends with any of the people you're competing against? Have you known them for a long time? Or, I mean, I'm sure you know some of them, but are you actually like pretty good friends with some of them? And this is... Is it weird to be competing against them? Are you super supportive of each other?
0: I Yeah, I didn't meet any of these girls until this year. It's kind of funny. Miss Ray Nebraska, who's probably one of my nearest and dearest friends this year, even though Rebel, if you're listening to this, Iowa Corn is still better.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%.
0: <laughs> but I actually met Rebel's brother before her. Uh, her brother competes in our regional circuits for the college rodeo, so I got to meet him when he was mm-hmm. a bull rider, and I got to flank his bulls and stuff, and... Miss Nebraska or New Mexico, rather, Emma Cameron, I went to school with her brother out at Cal Poly. So it's kind of funny, you know, how small the rodeo family is, but Miss Rodeo Wyoming, Rihanna Cook, oh my gosh, she's such a dear. Like, you can't say any bad things about her. She wouldn't hurt a fly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a lot of those girls like that this year that are just incredible human beings. And, you know, when you compete for something, that's kind of what's different about rodeo is you want your you know your counterparts to be just as successful as you there's events where there's cowboys they're sharing the same horses they're using the same ropes you know they want everybody to be successful even if it means they aren't as successful Mm -hmm. so that's what's really special about this and going into america it's yeah we're all there to be competitive we want to do well and represent well but i kind of have i'm comfortable going into it like i i'm a little worried because i'm not worried if that makes sense it's sitting here like you need to be panicking about something cause you're not. And that's like that you're forgetting something, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm, I'm really kind of content going into it because I know no matter what happens, you know, God has already determined who is going to win way long ago. Yeah. And at the end of the day for me, I just want somebody who's going to represent this lifestyle. Well, yep. because you know, this is our livelihood and mm-hmm. I just want an individual who's going to represent us to the best of their abilities. And that's all you can really ask from yeah. whoever it is.
1: Right on. Um, Okay, so you have, I've witnessed you trying to plan this many times over the past year. You have a crazy schedule Mm -hmm. ever since you've won this because the sport, so when you win, part of the requirement is they want you to travel around to all these rodeos all over the country and events, Mm -hmm. promoting the sport, and it's kind of part of the gig. So either give us a glimpse or just tell us about this crazy travel schedule you have because I've seen you trying to plan it where... I'll fly out of here. Someone will take my car here. I can get my car here <laughs> when I fly back. And you're like all over the place. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, it's like you're a, a professional athlete with yeah. this travel.
0: <laughs> so what's
1: that schedule like? It's crazy.
0: Um, well, I started out, I went, I drove down to Dallas and I flew out. I was in Dallas for a couple of days and I flew from Dallas to Denver to go take part in Cowboy Downhill, which I recommend going to watch even if you can't compete. Mm-hmm. It's Basically, close off to those competing at the Denver Rodeo and the State Queens. But a little funny story is you go down a ski-slash-snowboarding little – I don't even know how what it is. It's just kind of an obstacle course, <laughs> but you're all queened up. And I remember seeing pictures of that. That <laughs> yeah. was cool.
1: That was cool.
0: I, I rode against Jessica Clumpy, who's another good friend of mine. She's from Australia, Kansas. And we were both like, we, like <laughs> we've skied before, but we are not like this. But – that was pretty fun, and from Denver, I flew back to. Oh boy, where did I fly? I don't even remember where I've been so far. But that was I've been in Colorado. I've been down to Guymon, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Abbeville, Kansas, uh, Kissimmee, Florida. Been to Pendleton, Oregon. Oh, where else have I been? Oh, I'm heading to Canada actually in a couple weeks for well, that's the Canadian awesome. finals. That's I got amazing. an invite, so I'm really excited to go there. Yeah. Uh, heading down to Arizona, not next weekend, but the weekend after. Kentucky, a lot of Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska. Yeah. Man, I can't even remember now. It's like I see all these different rodeos and all these faces. And I was like, oh, where have you been again?
1: <laughs> you did. Did you go down south sometime like earlier this summer? Where did you like Georgia maybe or something? Or I was I in not... Perry,
0: Georgia, in February. Okay. I I, ca- I caught a ride from Kissimmee, Florida, to Perry, Georgia. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was funny. I flew from I think it was maybe Des Moines or Omaha to Kissimmee. Caught a ride from Kissimmee to Perry, Georgia, which is one of our rodeos, and then rode back with my dad in the truck. So that was really nice. Yeah. Saved me a lot of money. <laughs> yeah.
1: Have you been at um, Have you been at quite a few events that? your dad and the Barnes rodeo has been at and people you know or is it is it a little bit different schedule there somewhere you're different places
0: I've definitely not been to as many Barnes rodeos just because you know sometimes these are rodeos in a different state overlap with an Iowa rodeo Mm -hmm. or a bigger rodeo that I would go to but what's really nice about it and growing up the way I did is I know a lot of these competitors so I'm able to still have these friendships when I for instance. When I was in Reno, Nevada, I still gotta see competitors that I gotta see all summer because they were there for the Reno rodeo. So it's it's been pretty amazing really to go to these big rodeos that I never get to go to and see my friends still competing at this level and seeing them be successful. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome for me. Yeah.
1: Um golly, I just had a thought and I forgot it. Bums me up. Oh well, <laughs> it'll come back to me. Um all right, so let's fast forward to Vegas. Mm-hmm. When is when is National Finals rodeo?
0: The Wrangler National Finals Rodeo is December 7th is the kay. start of it, and it runs for 10 days. Okay. But before that's the Miss Rodeo America pageant, which runs December 3rd through the 10th. So the first three days of the NFR are the oh. last three days of the Miss Rodeo America pageant. So
1: you'll, you'll get there, and you'll be starting the process. So then mm-hmm. they can start off NFR with the crowning of the queen eventually day three, and then for the rest of the event, I'm assuming you'll be going around. I'm saying you because you're gonna win. It. You'll be going around doing all this, what, just publicity and helping with events and stuff. Whoever yes. the queen is,
0: so they haven't really told us really moving forward what happens. Uh, they told us Tuesday following the crowning. So crowning takes place on tenth on the tenth, which is a Sunday. Yeah, and then that following Tuesday, which is the twelfth, would be the first. Day that mystery America 2024 gets recognized at the NFR, so she gets to do a little hot lap and yeah. wave, and that that's going to be pretty incredible for everyone's Wednesday. Because yeah. how many times do you get to run down the alley of the Thomas and Mac?
1: And how many people does that hold?
0: The Thomas and Mac? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I should probably know the answer. Is, it, to... is that where
1: UNLV plays their basketball and yes. stuff? Right? Yes. Yeah, it's,
0: well, that's probably it's pretty be 25, packed. Twenty-five, thirty thousand. Yeah, assume. it's it's pretty packed. It's pretty massive, and. Definitely a great atmosphere for rodeo because you can be sitting in that front row and you get dirt kicked in your face and
2: mm-hmm.
0: the, when everybody just, the eruption in there and the vibrations of it all, oh my gosh. Goosebumps oh, just thinking about yeah, it. <laughs> I mean,
1: biggest names in the sport, everyone's mm-hmm. there, who's who. Um,
0: Even non-rodeo, like they'll have a lot of celebrities come to it because sure. it is kind of like the Super Bowl of rodeo. Yeah. So that. <laughs> I remember one year, I think it was Hulk Hogan showed up. I don't know who That's it was, awesome. but everybody went ballistic. <laughs> We're at the rodeo, brother. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so I was hoping to be there because I offered to be your security guard mm-hmm. for the ten days because I would gladly just shove people to the ground and sh- push them out of the way to protect you. <laughs> but while you're there, you what is it? You don't you get to have your phone right, and you don't get to talk to like certain people. So or how how does it go again?
0: We check in on the third and. From then on out, we are sequestered. So we don't have phones. We don't have computers. We don't have any contact with the outside world. It's very right. minimal. We have sh- um, chaperones that will take us from place to place. And right. We'll, we can see our family in passing, but we don't really get to talk to them because they want us focused on the pageant, mm-hmm. which is understandable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but we do get letters and roses at the end of the day. So you can email us and be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, good job today. <laughs> or. Did you know that it was 45 degrees in Iowa today? I hope you're enjoying your. I don't know, you know, but they can send us emails, and the Missouri Iowa board will read those emails, print them out, and give us to at the give them to us at the end of the day, which is a really nice kind of reminder why we're there, what we're doing, everything for.
1: Yeah. Um. And so, what else? All what all goes into the pageant? I think this is something that people would be interested to know. Like, is there like. I'm throwing it back to my 4-H days. like when you did like showmanship. (laughs) Is there stuff like that at obviously a much higher level? And I'm sure you have to do answer questions and Mm -hmm. do interviews and there's stage walks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like what all goes into the Miss America pageant to determine the winner?
0: It is long eight days, jam-packed morning till night. We have our, it's like in a Miss America pageant basically, but different and the fact that our talent is horsemanship. Mm-hmm. So we will ride two horses that we have not ridden. Like they're not ours. We just kind of random draw them and we go through a horsemanship pattern on the first one. And then a freestyle the second one. We, Real quick.
1: Yes. Is there a chance that one of those horses could be like a horse that you're familiar with or not?
0: So some of these horses, we like will be from. they'll be stock contractors provided okay. horses. So there's a chance that you've ridden them throughout the year, uh-huh. either from Frontier. Would that be something? Okay. There has been saying, because normally we take horses for horsemanship. Sure. And I said, Micah, you know, that's kind of an unfair advantage. And I'm like, listen here, I don't even ride my own horses. I yeah. ride the ones that aren't going to be there yeah. because they need help at home. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so we'll have those horses. Um, our first day when we do our introductions, they will ask us something off of our resume that we had to turn in and a lot of impromptu questions about, Anything ranging from the PRCA, horse anatomy and physiology to current events. And because this year is coming up a presidential year, we can probably assume there'll be some questions like that. Yeah. We have personality interviews and horsemanship interviews where again they can ask us anything they want. We have speeches where you have ten minutes to pick a topic. They give us five topics and you can you have ten minutes to write a speech prepare it in your mind, and then give that speech to a room full of hundreds of people, which is not scary at all. you're going to kill it. (laughs) Um, We have different impromptu situations where we'll go on stage and they'll ask us either a political question or a current event question just to prove that the next Miss Running America is up to date in these things and can talk about these things.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And we have a fashion show, which is always the hype. There's the theme every year. Last year was a disco party. Oh my gosh, it was so cool. It was so cool. I felt like I was back in the 80s. (laughs)
2: Um,
0: There's a lot of speculation that it could be Barbie themed this year Ah.
2: because
0: Wrangler just came out with a Barbie line.
2: How about that?
0: We shall see. We get to, during the fashion show, we model for different companies, so Boot Barn and Wrangler and Double D, you name it. There's, I think there's three or four different outfits that we model before our own fashion forward outfit which is probably one of the most looked forward to outfits of the whole year Mm. because it's your opportunity to kind of show a little personality while also being a bit different. It has to be Western Mm themed-ish, but there's been girls wearing pantsuits with capes or some that change and have lights or, you know, whatever. It's just your opportunity to be out there. What else? Oh, we have, of course, we have our SHAP parade. Yeah. So we get to talk about our SHAPs that we get to make, we had made throughout the year and then kind of explain why we had them made that way and answer a PRCA mm-hmm. question. Thursday night, um, we get to, after our SHAP luncheon, we get to go to the first performance of the PRCA, or the, pardon me, the NFR, which mm-hmm. is going to be super incredible and be there mm-hmm. with all those girls. And then we sell bags for bucks on Saturday. So we, every girl will bring a bag from their state filled with things about their state. So some will bring in, you know, tickets to rodeos or, for instance, Iowa. I would be smart if we put in some corn heads because yeah. Rebel, again, Iowa's corn's better than Nebraska. No. <laughs> it's, it's not even an argument. No. <laughs> we, we've been <laughs> arguing that all year. <laughs> but it, that's just kind of an opportunity to raise scholarship money because what's really unique about Miss Rode America is all the girls will get some sort of scholarship which is incredible that to be yeah. used because we, they want these girls to go on with their education to yeah. kind of change the world, you know, and Sunday to round all out, we do our coronation, which is where we model an evening gown, which is long sleeve, long dress. And by then you're just, you're like, I'm ready we done.
1: <laughs> it sounds like you need fancy shoes that are also comfortable.
0: You got to wear boots the whole time. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah. So
1: boots that look awesome, but are comfortable. Mm-hmm. Do you have, how many pairs do you have? Do you multiple?
0: I'm actually waiting on some Justin's right now because Ooh. they like your boots to match your outfit. So you have to paint your boots to match every outfit you have. Really? Yes.
1: With like, a, is there a special kind of boot paint or something out there?
0: There are special people paint. who paint these special boots. Oh, okay. But I mean, there's leather paint. There's that, professionals. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully, they get here in time to send them to a professional because a lot of our outfits that we're going out there for are all custom made to us. All right. And, you know, if you send your boots to those people <laughs> – oh, boy, pardon me. I might hiccup again just <laughs> so you're okay. aware. <laughs> when you send those boots to those people, they are – they've been doing it for so long that they can still paint them and make them match really nicely. But yeah, it just – every day out there, you have to be wearing your boots. Yeah. You are always in your hat and your crown, and you have a banner, which is your sash. It's just – are you going – it just depends on are you going to be wearing a long sleeve and jeans or are you going to be wearing a dress outfit, you
1: know? Yeah. Well, it is the middle of harvest season, so it's very mm-hmm. busy. But if we need to make a middle of the night road trip to make sure we get these boots in time,
0: they're I'm sent. In. They're being sent to us. We got a okay. Justin Justin boots was very nice. They're a great sponsor of MRA and the mm-hmm. PRCA. They actually opened up a order form for all of us state girls to order these white dyable Justin's that were discontinued because oh. we were like, what kind of boots were we supposed to dye? Because we all wanted Justin's, but yeah. there was none. And, so, thankfully, Justin came through for us. Wow,
1: that's <laughs> awesome. Well, props to you, Justin, whoever you are. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was so corny. Um, <laughs> well, you're from of, Iowa. That's so. <laughs> true. Hey. Speaking of corny, I have a very corny question. This might mm. this might make me sound like such a dweeb, but uh, one of my all-time favorite movies is Eight Seconds. Mm-hmm. And so, you probably watched it from a different perspective than I have growing up. Was it, first question, is that pretty accurate to what... Road, like rodeo life is was it super corny was it all yeah hey, this is this is pretty much how it is like what's your I, take on it have it was, you seen it
0: oh of course I've okay, seen it I hope so <laughs> um, it's definitely it's close but you know Hollywood always has to add a little bit of drama because that's yeah. what sells tickets yeah um, I think the people who knew Lane Frost growing up and knew him as a person would say you know there's parts of the movie that are very much that is Lane mm-hmm. but there are other parts where it's like that wasn't Lane at all mm-hmm but again, it's, you're trying to tell a story to bring in a lot of people to not necessarily know the whole thing of it, but just to have a glimpse and kind of do their own research on it.
1: Um, part two of this corny question is, did anyone in your family ever bump shoulders with him or get to meet him throughout the days at rodeos? Oh, absolutely. Him or is it Tuff Hedeman, mm-hmm. right?
0: What's pretty cool is I, obviously, I didn't get to meet him, but uh, his parents and Tuff Hedeman have all ate at what's called the gold buckle ceremony, or not ceremony, sorry, the gold card room, Mm -hmm. which during the NFR, if you hold a gold card in the PRCA, you're allowed to eat at this gold card room before their performance, and they feed you, and they go through all these old stories, but Lane's parents actually eat in there, and Tuff Hedeman ate in there a couple times, and (laughs) I remember I took Katie Van Burkham.
2: Oh, And nice. she was like,
0: oh, my gosh, that's Lane Frost's parents. <laughs> and I was like, where? <laughs> like, I didn't even know. I was just too busy chowing oh, down, you know? that's
1: hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, that's, yeah, that's one of my absolute all-time favorite movies. One of my, also one of my all-time favorite movies. I'm sure you've heard of this one. Almost none of my friends or people I tell this movie about have ever heard of it absolutely all-time favorite is this man from snowy river series oh my gosh Have yes you, guys, do you, do you like them
0: yes Some i my, haven't oh, seen him in so, so long but i, re- I yeah. grew up watching them oh, yeah. i was like going down the hill i was, I was like yeah,
1: yes yes back. <laughs> going down the hill leaning back the slow motion scene and there's trees around <laughs> him oh dude i watched those movies probably once a week growing up so awesome always so wanted good. a
0: buckskin like that just how ranchy how cool
1: so oh man it was so awesome then when the guy got fired,
0: you're sacked.
1: That was <laughs> when I learned that sacked meant fired. And then when he's on the side of the hills, like, Jessica <laughs> yelling her. <laughs> Some of those things just always stay in your head. I love Jim Craig. That guy mm-hmm. was awesome. Um, all right. It is officially October. October we is known as Spooktober also. Mm. I'm a huge fan of fall. Are you a fan of fall?
0: Love the weather. Yeah,
1: it's the great... It's like the beginning of the holiday season of Halloween into Thanksgiving into Christmas. It's the three best months of the year as far as I'm concerned. But for all of October, I like to do a segment on the pod. And so I want to ask you, because it's trick-or-treating season coming mm-hmm. up, You, I want you to give me your Mount Rushmore of candies. Oh. And then I'm going to... Sorry, I didn't give you time to prep, so (laughs) off the top. And then I'm going to ask you some rapid fire uh, fall, October-related questions after this.
0: Well, like I said, I'm very food-motivated. Not healthy food. The only green food I eat is frosting. (laughs) So uh, definitely Hershey Kisses to start it off. Nice. Uh, Only because I think my mother would disown me if I didn't mention
1: that. (laughs) Uh, Because? Yeah, my mother is from Pennsylvania.
0: She grew up near Hershey, and so we always got to go there during vacation. And it was usually funny because we'd go there for a week, see my grandma, yeah. and then travel to Gary, New York, where we had a rodeo. But ah, that's not the point. Hey, man. But man. It's a
1: rodeo pod. We yeah. got to get those stories.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of day tripping. <laughs> yeah, definitely Hershey Kisses, Reese's, Kit Kats. Mm,
1: how many more do I need? That's three.
0: That's three. We're good.
1: I see a chocolate theme here. Oh, I you, love oh, I need one. chocolate. I got to have one more. Mount Rushmore has four. You got to give me one I more. I thought there
0: was four, but then you said three. I was like, oh, maybe Sorry, I don't I'm know Mount Rushmore.
1: I'm just preparing you for when they're getting you flustered asking you questions in Vegas.
0: I know this is kind of a weird thing, but when we were trick-or-treating in Aurelia, they gave out these like caramel popcorn ball things. Oh, those are so good. Marshmallow. They're marshmallow yes. popcorn. Oh, my gosh. I love those.
1: All right. The popcorn balls. Yes. That counts. It totally counts. That's like a so good. trick-or-treating classic.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. so good. I remember they used to give out one house. If you got there early enough, they gave out those really big bags of cotton candy. Oh, yeah. And a king size bar <laughs> of whatever candy they had. And I was like, we need to go there. And never, ever did we ever go there. <laughs> <It> was traumatizing.
1: <laughs> oh, man. All right. Mine is Kit Kat, Purple Skittles, Sour Patch Kids, which have really kind of come around on mm-hmm. me in like the last year. Wasn't a huge Sour Patch guy. It was a big gummy worm guy. Still yes. like the gummy worms. Sour Patch now, and also an all time classic for '90s kids: Gushers.
0: Oh, I love that's
1: Gushers so wild much.
0: Since a Gusher, yeah, <laughs> so good.
1: Used to go home after school, pop open Gushers, get the fruit by the foot, and throw it down. So you're dragging it around like a whip, and mm-hmm. then you slowly like chomp it up in your mouth. It's anyway. No one cares about that. Oh
0: my gosh! I just had a deja vu yep. of well, not deja vu, but I think the very first time I watched Eight Seconds. I think I was messing around with the gusher, Dude. so I remember going to the pantry and opening up.
2: <laughs> We're
1: more alike than you yeah, think. we here. are. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, some rapid fire Halloween-related October questions. Candy corn, yes or no? Do you like it?
0: Depends on the day. It's, it's
1: very, it's very like. I feel like it's a very controversial topic this mm-hmm. time of year. Some people say it's the grossest thing ever. I like it.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't hate it, but if I'm starving, I'll eat it.
1: There you it's go. It's just,
0: I mean, if it's <laughs> available, okay. <laughs>
1: I think it's better mixed with peanuts and M mm-hmm. then yeah. it's top notch. Um, all right, do you have a favorite costume you've ever worn for Halloween?
0: My grandma made me the jockey of Sea so I was Sea jockey one year. I was so I thought I was the coolest person ever. Did you ever. have
1: like a like a stick horse that you were on too, or what?
0: Yes, and I had a one of those helmets, and my dad actually had some goggles from Louisville <laughs> when he was there for That's circuit awesome. finals. So. Yeah, I got to wear the diamond s and had goggles, and I thought I was just the coolest person ever. <laughs> you probably were. Then I hit a growth burn and I realized I couldn't be a jockey anymore. <laughs> I got really sad.
1: <laughs> you were you were probably on the very short list of people that's ever gone as Sea Biscuit's jockey for oh, Halloween.
0: And my grandma made it, so like, how could it get any better? <laughs> yeah,
1: I could. I just picture someone saying, "Oh, what'd you go for for Halloween?" And you're like Sea Biscuit, and they think you're going to say the horse. You're like Sea Biscuit's jockey.
0: <laughs> like, I- <laughs> know who it oh, was. i just like, I want to be Seabiscuit's jockey.
1: <laughs> was that what, what you wanted to do at one point in life? Oh, a absolutely.
0: Yeah. I don't remember what birthday it was, but I went, my birthday party itself was going to watch Racing Stripes in theater. That's awesome. And I 100% in my mind, I was going to be a racehorse jockey and I was just going to ride horses the rest of my life. Fortunately, mother and her six foot tall grand, <laughs> my grandmother <laughs> had other plans.
1: Yeah. Cause what is it? Is it like What's like the cutoff? Is it like five foot, like 120? I don't know. Very
0: tiny, tiny. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you really can't be food motivated and tall and be a jackie, yeah. but you know, there's still a chance that I could be a loper or yeah. work at a track or something.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, you don't strike me as someone who is a fan of scary movies, but I could be wrong. Mm. But do you have a best scary movie of all time? Do you like Ugh. scary movies?
0: I have started to try and not watch scary movies so much because I work myself into such a frenzy and I'm like, somebody's going to be here. we got to
1: have a movie night because I love watching
2: scary movies. No one ever wants to watch them though.
0: I do remember back in middle school when there was like four couples, we all went to one of the boyfriend's house and we were watching, I think it was called The Orphan. And oh my gosh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell all the other couples that were there. I'll keep it. (laughs) But I remember I was like so scared sitting there huddling and my boyfriend at the time, like we were very awkward, like the middle school (laughs) relationship. So we were like like
1: 12 years old, opposite ends
0: of the couch. And he kind of like, are you okay? Like, don't touch me. (laughs) I'm so scared right now.
1: (laughs) Oh, that is great.
0: So after that I was like, no more scary movies. I can't handle it. I do enjoy like CSI or okay. NCIS. I, I wanted to go into forensics for a while, but I yeah. don't think I could live in a big city.
1: <laughs> well, I don't blame you there. Uh mine is the Conjuring. Nope. Have you seen it?
0: <sighs> yes. Whoa, for real? <laughs> we
1: <laughs> it is is it not freaky?
0: Oh my gosh. Dude,
1: it like the hair on my arm stand up. Because when I it couldn't that happen.
0: Movie. Like it's based on a real story. Oh, that's yeah. what's messed up. that's, that's why it freaks me out. Like I don't like ghost stories. If it's a murder, I can get it. Like Because there is something you could do to attempt to protect yourself. Yep. Ghost stories, nah. You're just out of luck. <laughs> like, yep.
1: I'm no. absolutely on the same page as you. Like The Conjuring, Paranormal Activity, those movies freak me out
0: oh my so much.
1: But I, I don't know. I'm sick. I still like to watch them. We, I don't know what it is.
0: We got snowed in before a College Rodeo. And I was snowed in at Iowa Central with my hauling partners. And they thought it was a good idea to binge all three of those and i forgot that i had watched all three conjuring back to back to back until you just brought up so now oh, I, no. now i'm not gonna be able to sleep I for a week night. <laughs> I'm, I'm like it's, it's fine
1: <laughs> sorry
0: good memories but not a fun yeah. tv show movie <laughs>
1: um besides iowa sunsets of course mm-hmm. what is your favorite part about fall
0: I just love all the colors. You know, yeah. our oaks trees, they make red and yellow and orange. Oh, it's beautiful. And you get that, I don't know, it's just a very homey feeling. You get the, that, that crunch of the leaves, the mm-hmm. smell. And sometimes even if you hear the football going on in the background. And, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it feels very homey.
1: Uh, it is the most glorious time of the year. Leading up to today, I was not a happy camper because mid-90s in October, Mm-mm. completely unacceptable. Well hey, that it's supposed to be like
0: 50s and 60s oh, this weekend. I can't weekend. wait. It's really,
2: I
1: got I turned my AC off finally for the first time since like May. I got the windows open. It is gonna be so beautiful in here. It's gonna be like 62 degrees every morning and just glorious. All right. Pumpkin flavored stuff, pumpkin spice stuff. Are you a big pumpkin
0: fan? Uh, I hate to disappoint you, but no, uh, I don't like pumpkin. That's a
1: dagger through my
2: heart.
0: I've actually okay, I'm gonna be completely honest. I've never really tried it. Okay. But just the thought of it freaks me out. What?
2: Like pumpkin I don't know. bread? Yeah, like oh, the pumpkin it's, it's, mush.
0: It's oh, I'm not a texture person. Like pumpkin. can't eat rice because of the texture. Don't think I could do pumpkin pie because Dang. of the texture.
1: Pumpkin pie is very uh, It's very mushy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but pumpkin bread, oh my. It's one of my favorite things on earth. I love pumpkin spice coffee. Pumpkin. That's why
0: you and Mary get along.
1: Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> oh, everything pumpkin. I am such a white girl. I love it all. <laughs> pumpkin cream. Uh, are you a coffee drinker? Ah. <sighs> No, no,
0: I need to be. What okay. happened? is so
1: what's going to happen if we're ever both near a Starbucks? I'm buying you a pumpkin cream cold brew.
0: Oh, I drink the frozen hot chocolates there. I won't we'll go okay. to Starbucks.
1: Pumpkin <laughs> cream cold brew, I tried one. Oh man, my friends are going to dog me so hard for this because I'm like a staunch hot black coffee guy. All the, I don't like all the foo-foo coffee. Mm-hmm. I had a pumpkin cream cold brew from Starbucks like a week and a half ago, it was amazing. Oh my and god, and I'm like, you Ooh. are that
0: basic. <laughs> <one girl. laughs> oh,
1: totally, I love to shop. I love like a good solo shopping day. Mm-hmm. I'm totally basic. <laughs> all right, all right. That's all I got. Did you have fun? I, I had did a blast. have a lot of fun. Look at that. We talked for an hour. The time flies
0: us. when you're having fun. Yep.
1: All right. How can people? Let's uh, let's plug some stuff here. Do you have mm-hmm. stuff? You talked about be the light. Do you have some mm-hmm. other stuff you want to plug? I know you've got social media pages mm-hmm. and stuff like. How can people maybe find out more about you and the organization? Absolutely. Um, let's start there.
0: So Miss Rodeo Iowa has a Facebook page, Miss Rodeo Iowa Inc. You can follow mm-hmm. me on Instagram at Miss Rodeo Iowa 2023. Uh, we have a website, MissRodeoIowa.org. And same for Miss Rodeo America. You know, she has a Facebook page where they kind of promote all of our state queens, especially leading up to the pageant. They She has an Instagram and, again, a website. November 18th is my official send-off. There we go. Which, sat? I'm going to throw some oh, shade. Man. You are not coming to it's fine. Yes, <laughs>
1: I just realized two days ago I can't go. And it football honestly, man, like, broke my football heart.
0: in Iowa.
1: <laughs> Stupid Iowa Hawkeyes. I don't even want to go. They stink. <laughs> I don't even want to go anymore. But like we brought the tickets, we probably can't even give them away at this point.
0: I mean, you at least you know it'll be a part of the wave.
1: That's true. I can go. Uh, we can go be the light. Yeah, for those exactly. Kids. But I really wish I could be there. I'm very sorry. That no, it's be. okay.
0: But the send-off is like I said, November 18th, two to four, and it's basically a chance for. People here who may not get to go to Las Vegas during the pageant to still come and support me and see all the crazy fun outfits I get to wear.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I I don't know what else. I kind of... Oh, I'll have t-shirts going on sale here soon. Either be just plain Be The Light t-shirts as a kind of reminder of Mm -hmm. what the whole idea behind this year was. And also watch party t-shirts, which are going to be really cool. They... A little fun fact: This year is 2023, so we always just kind of abbreviated it "Missouri Iowa 23."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When it's kind of funny because my basketball number was always 23, and they mm-hmm. called me Micah Jordan. So the shirts may or may not say "MRI 23" like a basketball jersey. The year of Micah Jordan.
1: <laughs> Dude, I want one of those.
0: <laughs> it's, they're pretty cool. I can't wait for them to officially come Hopefully out. Hopefully,
1: those come out. Hopefully those come out in in husky men sizes.
0: Yes, they're they're gonna come out in great sizes. Right. They are really fun colors. Just because when you're out in Vegas, everybody has fun colors, and you want to stand out a little bit. But they are ordered online, and then a percentage of the proceeds will go to me and help funding my trip there. But it's also just it's it's a fun shirt to have. Yeah, that's
1: amazing. <laughs> Okay, so you okay, so all these 23 things. Mm-hmm. Uh my birthday is 223, so I had like a 223 23 thing this year. Mm-hmm. 23 is the number of Royce Lewis. He's a Minnesota Twins player. Oh and the Twins have been in a horrendous like losing streak for the playoffs. So what? They, they finally broke it. Yeah. They won two in a row. <laughs> they won the wild card series and Royce Lewis is the guy who's been carrying them. He's number 23. All your 23 things. The stars are lining. You're going to win this thing.
0: <laughs> Oh, we, there's a lot win. of work. If, if it's God's plan. <laughs> if it's
1: God's will. But I got high hopes for it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so you said watch party. That was mm-hmm. one thing I was going to ask. Where? So what are the dates again? It is... So December
0: 3rd through the 10th.
1: Okay. December 3rd through 10th. And how is there... Is it like an online link and people watch or is, there, is it on actual TV?
0: Part of it will be broadcasted on the Miss Rodeo America Facebook page. So okay. I think that's kind of where horsemanship goes. Right on. Right uh, on. Obviously, our interviews you can't see, but they will be showing pictures from every day. They will have, I think, the Wrangler Network and maybe the Cowboy slash Cowgirl channel will mm-hmm. show previews of it. And then Coronation, the big crowning, will be broadcasted and shown. So, December right 10th. On.
1: Man, I'm going to be sitting back here since I can't come be your security guard, which <laughs> I think is bogus. I'm going to be back here with my with my Micah shirt on, drinking a pumpkin cream cold
2: brew,
1: rooting for you. And watch and It's going to be fun. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. This Thanks was a lot of fun. Me. We got to do a part two, maybe post Vegas. Yeah, and when we can celebrate the queen oh, herself, yeah. and you could tell us all about Vegas and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, not I hope- to
0: not to jinx it, but I would be the first Iowa to ever bring home the Miss Radio America crown.
1: Well, I know that uh, it was it was Kelly and. Um, Help me out here, Uncle Jesse. Yeah, Kelly and Uncle Jesse, Mm -hmm. they were emceeing your coronation, and they spoke incredibly highly of you. But they said, like, they do think you have a very legit shot of winning this thing. They, what did Kelly say? You got the blonde hair, you got the look, (laughs) the the smile, the big (laughs) hair, and you get down in and you'll mix it up with Mm -hmm. the rodeo guys. So, Mm -hmm. so I got high hopes. (laughs) Thank you. Win or lose, I still think you're cooler than the rest of them. (laughs) So. All right. Well, I hope everyone listening enjoyed this episode. That was awesome. Uh, tell all your friends. Let's share this. We'll uh, Maybe we'll post this out on all your yeah, rodeo absolutely. social media when we get out so that they can all listen to and people in the rodeo industry can just fall in love with you and oh just boy. see how awesome you are. <laughs> and uh, thanks for coming on. This was great. And hopefully we'll get to do one again. All right.
0: Absolutely. Thanks all for having me.
1: All right. Well, you're very welcome. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Give me a hut. Can you give me a hut?
2: H-
0: no. <laughs>
1: oh. Hut, hut. (laughs) That's how I
0: end everyone. I almost didn't. I was like, wait, I almost made a weird sound. So oh. I'll take that out if
1: you want. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, there oh, you go.
0: That was fine. That was fun. Man, that's
2: going to be a good one. People are going to eat that up. Um, so
1: is this girl driving in from Wyoming?
0: Yes. I'll call her right now. She's like, I think I'm at the right house, but I'm not sure. Did she go into your mom? I Hello. Hello, dear. Okay, I am in Alta. I'm very sorry. You can yell Adams right here. We did a little podcast. Ooh, wrong one.
1: Here we go.
2: Welcome to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs>